to the No Secrets Podcast. I'm Tyler, but today Christina is sick with COVID. JK, she's not sick. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, RIP. Uh, <laughs> and um, instead, I got Blake, who is our first guest and also our first guest to uh, reappear as a host. And to accidentally hang up and then have to recall during the show. Yes, I'm sure everybody heard that. By the way, Christina's giving me a look in the background like, damn, I am hurt. (laughs) So today we're going to actually talk about, last week we talked about the COVID-19, I want to call it swine flu for some reason, but we talked about the coronavirus. And uh, we're actually going to touch again, but this time, Blake, who's a coronavirus expert in my eyes, and uh, and we're just going to talk about like, but just to clarify at the beginning, neither one of us are experts, um, especially not me. Blake's probably closer to an expert than any of us. Definitely not an expert. I would say more conspiracy theorist, probably. (laughs) Definitely a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) But like with all that, let's jump in. Blake, you have a couple articles that you uh you sent me. You want to deep dive in those articles? Link? Um. So, well, first of all, what do you know about the virus? I know Tom Hanks has it. I know the NBA shut down. Sports World has shut down completely, and I know that jobs are shutting down. Okay. Um. That's it. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about why the NBA shut down. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So you want me to tell you, or you want to tell me? No, go ahead. Well, so the NBA shut down because Rudy Gobert, a Turkish player from the Utah Jazz, he tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, he also passed it to his teammate Donovan Mitchell, who, um, and then there's a player on the Detroit Pistons, a player on the Nuggets. Three personal personnel in the uh, the Phoenix, not the Phoenix Suns, the Philadelphia 76ers, and two LA Lakers have all tested positive for the for it as of right now when we're filming this on 23 of uh, March 2020. And those so those players aren't people have tested positive. So essentially, you shut the NBA down because the NBA is a sport where there's everybody's bumping into each other. They're playing with one ball, sometimes physical. You're sweating. You're touching players. They're sweating, touching the ball. Uh, there's just so much going on. So fans just, so close together. Yeah, it's just safer to shut the M- NBA down for the time being. What do you think went into the decision to do that? Like the money that they lose to shut that down versus the public safety. Like, what do you think the talks were like well, before that happened? Well, even before that, uh, I don't know how close you follow the NBA. I really don't. But they were talking about playing games with no fans. Mm-hmm. I know the NCAA and, was going to do that for a while. Yes, the NCAA, NCAA was going to do it. But the NBA had made it official that like we were going to do it if this pandemic kind of increases and rises. Well, it ended up doing that. And I think they were getting ready to like make it official when a player tested positive. So they just shut it down completely. I think that's what, what they did. Well, was their plan. Um, I'm hearing it's so... It's, it's going to be a 30-day mandatory shutdown, but it could be longer depending on how it's, uh, how the U.S. And handles this whole pandemic. When did that 30 days start, you know? Shit, no, I don't know. If you can, <clears throat> I can find out. But no, I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say... It's like two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been more than, than two weeks. Or like, like a week and a half, two weeks. So we'll say like... Maybe ten to fourteen days, so halfway through the yeah the initial Basically, period of the of the shutdown. Yeah, I, I would I would I would um that's a good guess. I'll have the date though in a minute. Okay. But yeah, I do think it yeah, it was about two two weeks. Of course, the like the one time I, I wanna know the one time I get asked like a question, <laughs> I don't know. Got him. Yeah, got him. Um, it shut down. I should like insert music right here. Winnie Christina just to talk in the intermission parts. Yeah. 
<laughs> Christina just pops out of nowhere. She like like if we were like a really good podcast, we'd have an ad, and right. <laughs> instead, instead of like you know her, she could just read an ad or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I still don't find. I still can't find it. That's cool. So what have y'all been doing? Like as far as the, I know everybody's quarantined. Everyone's just kind of hanging out, really doing nothing. Like I know y'all are still working, both of you, right? Yeah, so we both work retail, and our job isn't uh, shutting down at all. So, yeah, we're still sh- showing up to work every day. And um, funny enough, so I sell firearms. Like, that's mm-hmm. my main part of what I do. I'm the supervisor of the firearms counter. I'm sure other people know this. Uh, but I um, I had a dude pop up there, and like, yeah, I tested positive for sw- uh, swine flu, coronavirus. And he's just sitting there chilling like nothing's wrong. And it's just like, man, like, don't you know, like, people are dying. So he came into the store saying that he was positive? Yeah. Do you think that he actually was or do you think that he just thought he was? Because I know a lot of what people are doing is is that if they have any kind of flu symptoms or anything like that, it's just kind of the, I don't want to say running joke, but people just automatically assume that they have that when it's really not that big of a chance that you'll catch it um at least yet but people are still kind of like if they have any of the symptoms they assume that they have it yeah no like so from what i understand correct me because i'm probably 100 percent incorrect but it's been if you have symptoms we're going to quarantine you for 14 days and if you uh don't get better then we'll test you is that correct yeah, we're we're starting to move away from that a little bit. Uh, how it was is, what that's the shutdown date. Yes. So that's twelve days ago. Yes. So yeah, a little, little less than a little less than two weeks. Um, so the reason for that fourteen day quarantine is because the virus has a latency period of two weeks. Basically, for two weeks you can have it in your body and you can be transmitting it uh, without showing symptoms. So people can walk around and they can be coughing, sneezing on people, um, you know, not really a like a sick kind of cough. It's more of a dry cough. Um, and people can be spreading it through those droplets. And the crazy thing is the virus can actually sit on it, it sits in the air for 30 minutes to up to two to three hours. So it can be floating in the air for that long. When it lands, it can survive on plastic surfaces for up to three days and metal surfaces for up to two days. So that's ridiculous. That's crazy. And that's, that's why like all the cleaning supplies are selling out. Um, but uh, people are definitely going overboard (laughs) about that. You guys able to find toilet paper? What's that? Sorry. Are you guys able to find toilet paper? Yeah. So we, so we, when we first got, uh, like notified, not notified, but when we first found out that like, Hey, this is happening, we like, our first thing, initial thing was like, oh man, like her grandfather's old, her grandmother's old, of course. Mm-hmm. Her, I, her, her dad, not her grandfather, correction, sorry. And my grandmother uh, just had a pacemaker put in. And so our first thing was like, well, we need to help them. So we like did like a crazy shopping spree, bought like hand sanitizer, bought cleaning supplies and all this stuff. And then afterwards we're like, oh shit, what about us? So then like, but by then all the shelves were empty. So we, uh, we eventually, we scavenged and we, uh, we got some stuff. We got the goods. We secured the package. Nice. We have a little bit of, we have a stash, you know, hidden under the ground right now. So no one can. Nice. And you're in your COVID-19 bunker. Yeah. And in our, in our bunker. Exactly. Nice. That, that no one knows where it's at. <laughs> yeah. So I procrastinated on buying stuff. We bought groceries and stuff for, I don't know, like the, we, we stocked up enough for at least two weeks. You know, if we both had to be stuck at home, um, Rachel is a nurse, so it's less likely that she's going to be stuck at home because um, she's going to be in it. You know, if she ends up getting it, then we're just going to have to be quarantined into two separate rooms. Um, yeah, it just well, that's funny you said that because just last night I was looking at her and I'm like, hey, you know, if you get it, I'm not like leaving you. Like I'm going to be by your side the yeah. entire time. Like because if she gets it, I'm just might as well just get it so we can be quarantined together. Well, the thing is, if she finds out that she has it, she probably had it for two weeks before that. So you you have it too. 
Yeah, which and you know, yeah, some, I mean, so some people are not even testing, uh, showing symptoms. Yeah, and then the reason why they're not testing is just simply because we don't have the amount of materials needed to test. Correct. Um, the tests are going to go to those people that are even not even the people that are symptomatic. It's mainly still the people that have traveled, um, and then the older immunocompromised people. But for the most part, we don't know what the exact number of cases are because everybody's not getting tested. We're starting to get yeah. more tests, but we're definitely, definitely 100% not prepared for something of this size and how bad it can get. Do you know how they test you? Have you looked into that? Yeah, it's a swab that goes like deep in your nose. It is not yeah, fun. <laughs> which it looked like from look because I've seen like a picture, like a diagram of it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they touch your throat with it. And my, like, my, why don't they just stick that in your mouth? Like, if they're going to touch your throat, why don't they just, like, go the easy way? Why do they have to, like, make you choke and, like, deep throat with your nose? (laughs) Like, Q-tip looking thing. I don't know. Probably because in your throat, they could roll out, uh, they could roll out strep that way. So if they test it through your nose, it's it's not going to pick up um, any other things that you may have going on in your, in your saliva. Oh, but still, it's a disgusting looking test. I don't want to. And absolutely miserable. So if you can avoid it, don't go get tested. Um, unless, of course, you're dying. Because one, if you know, if people, if everyone goes and gets tested, if everyone has to be hospitalized, we are going to run out of hospital beds. We are already on the path. Um, that's really one of the reasons why Italy is doing so bad is because their healthcare system isn't the best, right? So they've started running out of hospital beds a long time ago. And they had ICU patients out in the hallway. Um, one of the crazy things is people are dying. And the reason why their death counts are so high is because not because people are dying necessarily of the virus, but because they're not getting any health care. So they're dying of the virus, but they're not able to be treated. So it's, it's, going, it's going untreated. It's like, what's that, double entendre? No. You cut out a little bit. Say that again. I said, what is that? Double entendre? No. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. <laughs> the, um, but, you know, and it, and it is sad because I I don't know if we have one of the better healthcare systems in the world. I don't. I can't speak about that because I really don't know. But, like, there, we're, we're as a country struggling just as much. Maybe, maybe not as much as Italy. But it's gotten to the point where like the mayor of Baltimore asked, you know, people to stop shooting each other because they need a hospital bed for the COVID-19 patients. And this seems almost like an article from the onion. Yeah. You know, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Like, like they legit, like I, uh, Christina showed me the article. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's sad. Like I've never, I've never seen that. Yeah. So do you, do you have an idea of why, Italy is so far ahead of us as far as like uh, people being tested positive. Yeah. Um, no, actually I don't. I was going to make a really bad joke, but go ahead. <laughs> you go make a joke. Oh, because the end is near and he's coming to strike Italy first. Okay. I mean, yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> See, it was but, a bad okay. joke. You didn't even laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the pity laugh. Yeah. So, the timeline for this thing, um, so it started in China back in like the end of November, December. Um, a doctor named uh, Li Wenliang is the one who actually discovered the strain. Well, he posted on it's China has like their own little social media because you know it's a it's a, an authoritarian country, so they don't allow. Really, the, the government controls everything. Yeah. Right? So they kind of have their own little social media that they use. It's almost like an intranet kind of thing. Um, and so the doctor posted on there talking about a new virus that he's seen in his Wuhan hospital. It's like a, a SARS type. Um, it's like a respiratory virus. Yeah. Um, so whenever the government found out that he posted about this, Guess what China's immediate reaction is? 
execute the bitch? Well, first, cover it up. So they tried to cover it up, and they covered it up for about three weeks. So the, the rest of the world lost about three weeks worth of preparation time. Mm-hmm. And he ended up... Um, the official story is he came down with the virus while he was treating people. So in his hospital, um, in the center of it all, kind of ground zero, or what assumed they assumed to be ground zero. Um, so he came down with the virus. And actually, if you want to go to the link I sent you about uh, the Wuhan whistleblower. So I'll just read a little bit of this real quick. Um The death of a doctor widely regarded as a hero in China for blowing the whistle on the threat posed by the Wuhan coronavirus has led to a massive outpouring of grief and anger online. Uh, Li Wenliang died of the virus in the early hours of Friday morning, local time Wuhan, uh, where he worked. The confirmation follows a series of, of conflicting statements about his condition from the hospital and Chinese state media outlets. Um, so our hospitals, uh, Dr. Lee Wenliang was unfortunately infected with coronavirus during his work in the fight against the virus epidemic, the hospital said. He died at 2.58 a.m. on February 7th after attempts to resuscitate were unsuccessful. Okay. Then it said there were more apparent efforts to control the narrative even after Lee's death, leading to widespread anger. Earlier on Thursday night, several state media outlets had reported Lee's death following which Chinese social media erupted in in mourning. Uh, Hours of confusion followed, with the Wuhan Central Hospital releasing a statement saying Lee was still alive and in critical condition, adding that they were making attempts to resuscitate him. So the state media subsequently deleted their previous tweets only for the hospital to then confirm his death. So... This guy is a hero, Um, you know, 100%. He discovered this virus. He tried to bring it to the world and only to be silenced. Yeah. Um, And this guy was in his early 30s with no other immunocompromisations. So they definitely killed this guy. So is that what you're like kind of guess reading between the lines in that? Which, by the way, I'll leave all the links in the description of the podcast this time because Blake has sent like a couple links and the links that we're talking about so that you can read about what we're looking at as we talk about it. But I, uh, I, um, I, you think that they like killed him? Do you think, or do you think he actually, you know, got the coronavirus and then died from it? I'm sure he got the virus because he was working directly with it. But the majority of people, if not almost all of them, have died because of some immunocompromisation, right? So they don't die specifically from the virus. They die because the virus... So do you know how HIV works? No, I've never had it. (laughs) Okay. So so HIV, it attacks, um, the virus attacks your your T cells. Right? So your T cells, which fight off infections. I thought that was your white blood cells. That's that's your T cells, yeah. So it fights off your white blood cells. Same thing. Yeah. So it fights those off and it kills those and it leaves you immunocompromised. So that delivery system of the of the virus you can kind of look at it as like a like a payload so the virus comes in and it attacks those t-cells which leaves your body open okay okay um and the way the virus works is it leads into a viral pneumonia so most of the people that have died died from pneumonia which is you know so uh, something you said earlier, which I want to kind of rewind back. You said this is like uh, the doctor said this is a new, like, uh, not disease, but a new uh, virus, mm-hmm. right? So we actually have a coworker who has a son who's like very. He has like a really. He has he's born with disabilities and he has a really bad immune system. Was like, and he actually said he had the uh, 
Corona last year. Two years ago, excuse me. I just got corrected. He had Corona two years ago. So maybe like, so he, tw- uh, the doctor, this patriot, he tweeted, or not, maybe not tweeted, but he posted about it on social media. Do you know when he posted about it? Uh, I, I believe it was in like um, late November, early December. I want to say more of December. Of, on 2019? Yeah. So do you think like he just like, I guess because we have, for my like, I, I'm not saying like he's 100% correct, the guy I work with, but like he, because he said his son had it. So maybe like, maybe we weren't ready for such a huge outbreak of this if it was true that he's had it before. So co- coronavirus is not a new thing. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Co- coronavirus is, so the flu is seasonal, right? But every year there's a new strain of the flu that doctors have to try to guess at what's going to be the new. So it like uh, develops. So yes. So they can come up with a vaccine to fight it. Well, this, this virus, um, from what I understand, doesn't usually affect humans. It's more of in animals. Uh, but mm. this strain is this, there is a human coronavirus, which is what this is. Uh, and actually, if you look on the back of a can of Lysol wipes, one of the things that kills is human coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that actually. We, we Every time we buy Lysol, we make sure we, it says that. Yeah. So this, it's not a new thing, right? It's just the strand of this specific virus and the way it acts and the way it attacks the body is what makes it. And also it's transmission is what makes it so deadly. Okay, so because it yeah. acts like it acts like SARS, and it's actually the real name is actually, I believe it's um, it's like SARS COVID two or something like that. So it's actually it's a it's a, a sub strain of SARS. Okay, all right. Now now I understand because I see I thought it was like it was something that wasn't like uh, something that was, we've had before, but I wasn't a hundred percent positive on that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not new. It's been around, um, but it's just this specific strain that started popping up in this hospital, and you know he felt the need to tell the world about it, and then got immediately shut down. And um, so China covered it up for three plus weeks, and then after that, our government and the rest of the world kind of said, you know, this thing is just a flu. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and then our government specifically wasted about almost a month head start after the world really found out about it. Um, you know, we, we didn't worth the supplies we needed. We didn't do really what we needed to do to take care of this thing. And we're seeing the repercussions of that now. Yeah, definitely. And what's crazy is I have a, a friend who's a nurse in Texas and she, uh, she said they had to actually like dig into their hurricane supplies, uh, just for this pandemic mm-hmm. because it's like they weren't ex- they weren't expecting it they weren't w- ready for it at all yeah it just kind of shows goes to show how many people travel and you don't realize it because you're in you do your daily routine every day right yeah um there are people that travel all over the world every day and just how fast this thing spread i mean think about it it's only been three months a little over three months and look how how fast this has spread we already have excuse me, 378,000 cases um, with only a, with 102,000 recovered and 16,500 deaths. Yeah, 12,000 people are in serious or critical condition and 248 are in mild condition. Which yeah. I don't really know what mild condition is. Like, you're, like, not doing well. Mild condition but- means they, they have the virus, but they're doing okay. Like, those people are self-quarantined in their home. Um, they may, it may be the people that aren't immunocompromised. So they just, they have, it'd be like, if you or I got it, we would be most likely a mild case because we could just get the virus and then go home and let it ride. See, not me. Cause I have really bad asthma. Like I carry a pump on me at all times. Yeah. So I'm really, uh, yeah. So uh, the dips, dips, a dipsnea would be, that would be something that would really get you the shortness of breath. Yeah. Um, that'd be something that you would really have to, to keep track of. Did you hear about that? Uh, this is a little off topic, but it's kind of on topic. There was uh, they wanted to inject people with it and give them seven grand. I basically you wanted they wanted you to be a test dummy. Oh yeah, I would have done it for sure. 
Oh yeah, I would have too. And then the <laughs> next day, it it dropped down to seven hundred dollars. I guess yeah. so many people like they had like a uh, a lot of people sign up. That or they weren't as confident as they were in their um, their vaccine. Yeah, well, their vaccine. Oh, yeah. You know, because there are a bunch of companies that are kind of racing to um, to be the ones to find a vaccine for it. Yeah, because you you're set. You're rich. You're done. Well, and the the thing is, by the time they find the vaccine, which could be up to a year, or so they they can figure out the vaccine, but all the testing and stuff they have to go through before yeah. it's actually FDA approved, it can take a year to eighteen months. Fucking so FDA. From now, it's you know it could be another ten or eleven months to a year. Well, and you know what's even sadder that, um, and I know this for a fact because I had an uh, I've talked about this I had this uh, the cross linking procedure on my left eye. Mm-hmm. Um, they just approved that last by like 2018 to start uh, FDA approved it in 2018. And they had been doing it overseas in Europe and in China for, you know, years. Like I heard like 10, 20 years mm-hmm. are like, we're so behind on some stuff and it's actually kind of sad. So I wouldn't be surprised if other countries did figure out this, uh, a vaccine first. And then we're like, Oh, we still need to test this. Like, yes, it worked for you guys, but, it might not work for us. Yeah, we, we are pretty slow. But the thing is, you know, I look at it kind of like an Apple product. We may not be the first country to do something, totally but the procedure but the procedure itself will be more perfected. The only thing is it's gonna be a lot more expensive too, and that's yeah, really the, the biggest issue with our, our healthcare system is we have good care, but it's it's just it's expensive. Yeah, no, super expensive. What, um, so getting back on topic, I feel like this is more like an interview where I'm interviewing you about the COVID nineteen. <laughs> so, um, so what what precautions is your is your work taking right now? Like, are they are they taking any kind of precautions? You want me to be honest? Because this is called no I secrets. Want, I want you to be completely honest. Okay, watch me get fired tomorrow. The uh, <laughs> so. The secrets, I mean, secrets, the precautions that we're taking, right? Uh, Christina said none in the background is if somebody handles a handgun, we wipe the handgun down or rifle, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. We clean that and then it can go back on display. We've pulled all our testers off, off of the floor. Uh, we had um, events like uh, we had like a March Madness event where you can shoot on like a Papa shot thing to win a gift card and stuff like that all the events got canceled uh we also have uh we have, oh like at our registers we have like footprints uh on the ground now so like you know to stand six feet behind the other set of footprints mm-hmm. um people don't what people don't oh they don't listen to that though no uh, of course Christina not said. Christina saying that. That's why I said that. Sorry. And uh, we also, we have had, we've limited like every other store limited, like the purchasing of water, toilet paper, uh, cleaning supplies, things like that. But other than that, uh, they're not doing much more. And mm-hmm. um, this is like, this is the real shitty part is that they're, um, we're not shutting down, which, okay, I understand we're a retail store. We want to make our money and stuff like that. But what's happening is we've had two people, uh, one person for sure, has his wife came in contact with it, right? And they, of course, you, you he needs to go quarantine. You send him home, but then you don't tell anybody, mm-hmm. right? And the worst part about this is this guy's a cashier, and it's not like at my job where you go, you're a cashier, and you go to register one every day. No, he works maybe today he's on one. Then tomorrow right. be on three and four and then, so who knows how many registers this man has touched? I haven't seen us clean the registers at all. Um, and then there's another there's another lady in the back office, which I do believe Christina might have talked about last one. If not, I'm still going to talk. Um, Christina actually shares an office with her. Um, her daughter is a nurse and comes and co- came in contact with somebody, and we. Uh, they didn't tell anybody in that office and they didn't clean her like her desk or anything like that. And then, and there's, you know, there's one, two, 
three, four, five, six. There's probably like six to eight people sharing that office. Mm-hmm. And the lady who, let's call her, we're, just, we're not going to give her a fake name. Let's just call her um, Aisha. And Aisha has a candy jar on her desk. And I can't tell you how many times I just go and like dig in the candy jar. Yeah. Or like, does that mean like I might be, I might have come in contact with somebody who's come in contact with it. So there's just, you know, there's so many things. And then on top of that, all eight people share one phone in that office. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she's touched the phone. So how many other people have touched the phone? How many people come like I might step into that office to use that phone. So there's, a lot like kind of like the government, the Chinese government, where they hid it. We're doing the same thing at our job because not many people are on that need to know basis. So it's yeah, it's not really. It's kind of a retail in general thing, I think. Right, um, the store that I work at is doing the same thing. Like keeping uh, it from their employees. No, 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 not not necessarily keeping it from their employees, but doing whatever they can to stay open. Yes. Um, they. So, for instance, does your store, do you think you sell anything really that's, you probably do though, um, anything that you would consider essential? Essential? Yeah, we do sell essential stuff. Like, we have pallets and pallets of water. We're selling toilet paper. We get hand sanitizer. Like, we're selling that. And, like, that is essential for this mm-hmm. pandemic. Uh, we sell medication as well, like Tylenol. Um, okay. Things like that. But we don't sell food. So we sell like Mm -hmm. junk food, like chips and like things like that, Oreos, candy. But like other than that, we don't sell food. So on like that side, yes. But another thing that, so I'm not surprised and you're not going to be surprised either, but one thing that has been selling like highly is firearms and ammunition. Yeah. Actually, of course. Yeah, of course. People like that ups the sales. But other than like that, there's nothing that's, you know, I mean, the medication, cleaning stuff, that stuff is mandatory right now. So yeah. I can I can understand, but if that's the case, we should cut hours. We're Monday through Saturday, usual hours are 9 to 7. We, mm-hmm. we cut an hour. We cut, we're 9 to 6 now. Sundays, yeah. we don't cut any hours. Like, I think to help prevent this, we should maybe close Sundays. And do like a nine to five Monday through Saturday or a ten to six Monday through Saturday, kind of like so that we're not doing like uh, we're not, you know, creating this big net because do you know like how many people come in the store daily? We can, I can look tomorrow and see how many people come in the store and ring out, and that's only people that ring out, not people that like, oh we're, I live in Illinois and we just went to lockdown. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Texas is because that's where you live. Mm-hmm. Uh, our governor says he doesn't want us out unless we have to be out. Um, but you know, now we're getting people like, oh, let me just go make a lap in the store because I need to get out the house. Right, and that's part of the problem. So would you say that if your store didn't sell guns, then you'd be closed down? No. So you don't know this. Illinois is really anti-gun. You might, okay. know, you might know that because we have Chicago. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so our governor actually wanted to shut down gun sales during this whole pandemic anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's the small business owners that kind of stopped it from mm-hmm. happening. Um, New Jersey actually did stop selling firearms during this, this period, but I don't think the guns are going to like, are an issue. Okay. So I think in my case, they are. So you sell guns at, what, what kind of store do you work at real quick? It's like a sporting goods retail store. Okay. Um, so it's a, a competitor to Dick's Sporting Goods. Gotcha. Uh, so Dick's, I don't know if you know, but at least in Texas, they stopped selling guns. I think that was worldwide. So, okay. So Dick's stopped selling guns. Um, as soon as this thing happened and stores started closing or limiting their hours, um, Dick's took the initiative and shut down. They said, we're going to close for a couple weeks. You know, we're just going to, we're just going to get ahead of this thing. On the other hand, decided you're gonna have to bleep that out because I accidentally said the, the name of it. <laughs> but the company that I work for, um, they actually they decided that they wanted to limit the hours, um, but they only did it one hour each way. So one hour opening later, and then one hour closing later. Uh, the idea behind that was to 
clean, you know, for that, those two hours or whatever. But the people that you have working, at least in this store, it's mostly college age kids that are not going to, well, no, not, not necessarily that, but they want them to go up and down their entire departments with, uh, cleaning supplies and clean the, clean the shelves, clean the, every, clean the knobs and everything. No, it's not going to happen at all. Because if you don't have a lead or a manager or anything like that near all these people at all times, they're just going to, they're going to go hide in the back. They're going to do whatever and not do what they're supposed to do. Of course. And they don't understand the magnitude of what can happen if it gets out of hand. So they, it's, it's not, it's not cleaning. So I chose to not go to work um, for a couple of weeks, mainly because my wife does deal with, sick people, you know, and she has come in contact with not people that have had it, but floors that people have been on that have it um, in hospitals and stuff. So, um, you know, you, you really, you don't know. So I decided to not go. And then also haven't seen my niece in a couple of weeks, my new niece, um, because I don't want to potentially expose her to it either. Yeah. The, um, so you're saying like you your your company has college kids that are supposed to go and clean up behind everything. Uh, at my place, they don't expect the like the associates to clean up. Instead, we'll, when we close at six, uh, at we have two hours of our like uh, custodial crew to clean the store, right? Which actually doesn't sound like a bad idea, right? But when you look at our custodial crew, right, we have a guy who's in his 60s and can barely get around, who shits himself all the time. And I'm not lying about that part. He shits himself all the time. We have a uh, we have a um, mentally challenged uh, person. And then we have a schizophrenic guy mm-hmm. and then who talks to himself 24 seven. And then we have uh, their like their foreman, their lead, their boss, who honestly I think he might be. I don't think I ever see him past five o'clock. He's there at eight thirty in the morning, a half an hour before the store closes, and he pieces out by five. <laughs> and so that is who we're counting on to keep our store clean: the guy who shits himself, a schizophrenic, and a mentally challenged guy. Yeah. Oh, and an Asian guy. I forgot about. An Asian guy, he's good. He's good, but like, what? How much? Like, he's a, he is a. Uh, I don't want to say normal, but he's a. Uh, he doesn't have any, uh, any disabilities, right? And so, but like, how much can he clean like in one day? Yeah. So, most of your custodial crews, right? They're cleaning, they're cleaning bathrooms, like they're cleaning toilets and sinks and stuff, and they're taking out the trash. That's really the extent of it they are not trained or used to full scale, 100% clean downs, wiping down counters, wiping yeah. down uh, the registers, the conveyor yes. belt. Yes. Yeah. So really pads. nobody is trained for that. So we're really just trying to do the best that we can to prevent this and try to learn as we go. But my thing is companies that haven't shut down that aren't essential um, you know, some companies have started doing only buy online, pick up in store, which I think is a fine idea because the yeah. employees that the employees that work still get to get their hours or at least some hours. Um, yeah. you know, they you can order something online and then they'll have they'll meet you at the door with it. That way you don't have to go inside the store. Um, it's just minimal contact. Now uh even DoorDash, uh some of the delivery food delivery services are offering free delivery at least in our area uh, because now all the dining rooms inside places are nice. (laughs) Yeah. All the dining rooms inside restaurants are closed right now. Um, But they, they want to stay open at least to have some business while this thing is going on. So they're offering delivery and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's it's cool. There are other restaurants like uh, my niece. She was on a couple podcasts ago. I don't know if you listen to that one, Jotty. Mm -hmm. Um, her she works she's a waitress a bartender excuse me she's moved up she's a bartender it doesn't even matter she'll never listen to this she works at a restaurant 
and her restaurant's closing down. Not closing mm-hmm. down. They've shut the doors, but they started delivering. So, no, they haven't started delivering yet, but they're going to start delivering. <laughs> and I'm getting these updates as we go. I thought they had started yeah. delivering, but they're going to start delivering. So, they're going to start delivering. Yeah. So there are some pe- companies. Um, there's one of our Mexican places. Uh, we live in Mescuta, Illinois. It's the most small, small. It sounds like Mosquito, if you ask me, but it's like <laughs> super small. And there's one Mexican place and they used to be, the Mexican place used to be like a fast food place. So they're starting to do Mexican fast food, not fast food, but like drive through. So you can order and then use the drive through window. Mm-hmm. And so like there are companies that aren't like stores and mom and pop places that are trying to like keep the door open and change as we go. Yeah. And one thing you can do too, is just a little tip. If you still want to support these businesses, but don't necessarily want the, you know, want to eat now or you don't want to get out. Just order a gift card, buy a gift card from these places. That way. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. That way, whenever this, this is over, it calms down, you know, they, they have their money and then you can, you can go and support them by, um, you know, being a patron on the inside as well. Once this thing is, is over and you can go inside again. I love how you're saying this, like, go ahead and support these small business, go buy a gift card and do this. Like we have this huge audience that's just like, yeah, I'm going to do that. We have Blake, we have an average of 23 listeners. Hey, 23 <laughs> listeners is more than zero. You know, 23 people that can go to a small business and buy a gift card. And that may be 23 new sales to those businesses. We have 23 listeners and you're one. <laughs> so 23 people that can go. but um no that's a great idea i didn't even think about that um oh and so i looked at the analytics of our podcast recently and seven percent of our audience actually is in the uk and uh so uh that whole sentence just cut out say that again damn it 40 okay the um we looked at the analytics of our podcast recently and seven percent of our audience is actually in the uk really yeah, it's crazy, right? Interesting. Why do you think that is? Shout out to all the UK people. Yeah, shout out to them. Maybe they'll share this shit. I never thought about shouting them out. Yeah, but hopefully I you guys are doing okay up there. Maybe, maybe I don't. I don't know why. I don't. I have no idea why our seventy-seven percent of our audience is in the UK. But it's actually kind of cool that we're like worldwide. Yeah, I filmed, I filmed this podcast in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all great all great businesses start in the basement oh that's facts but um going back to this COVID-19 uh there was another article you sent me and this might be like a little bit of a touchy subject for some of the audience because like I don't know half of I, I only know like seven people that listen to this podcast truthfully and um but you sent me a Harvey Weinstein tested positive do you want to uh, talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, do you know much about uh, Harvey Weinstein? Oh, Harvey, the great film producer Harvey Weinstein, the great yeah, that one, the, the great piece of shit Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't that don't know, Harvey Weinstein is a giant movie producer or ex movie producer. He produced. Um, I think he's I done. Think. Yeah, do do you know some of the titles that he did? I think he did. Uh, he did the Kill Bills. Um, Go ahead. If you talk a little bit about, him, I'll pull up like some of the movies he has done. And, okay. Uh... Okay. So, um, basically, this was you know this guy is the trope of if you want to succeed in Hollywood, you have to, you know, you've got to have sex with your producer, you've got to do this and that. This was the guy that all that's about, right? So Harvey Weinstein is the he was the top guy. Um, if you wanted to make it in the business, you had to get in touch with Harvey Weinstein. His company, Miramax, uh, produced movies that shattered box office records. Um, and he was the subject of the Me Too movement. Whenever that started a few years ago, women started coming out, uh, women and men that have been, um, you know, yeah, sexually abused, uh, assaulted, sexual misconduct within the workplace. Um, this was the guy that they were fighting after. Um, and then throughout his entire, throughout all these cases or some of these cases, the women would be basically paid, paid off. You know, all they, the cops knew about it, but there was nothing they could do. 
So these women would get a settlement and then they would, they'd have to sign an NDA and then it would be done. Um, until, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so some of the stuff that he has done, I'm only going to name like a couple that's like big and like really popular. Yeah, go ahead. The TV show Project Runway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've heard of that. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, there's a Scream TV series that's on MTV. Uh, Southpaw. Uh, another Project Runway. Paddington Bear. Um, just to name a couple, like the re- very recent. Lee Daniels, The Butler, Underdogs, Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, um, Scary Movie 5, Escape from Planet Earth. I don't know what that is. I don't know why I named that. Django, uh, Mob Wives. It has a couple Mob Wives. After Runway, Apollo 18. But just a, a Scream 4, Spy Kids 4D. Just to get a couple mm-hmm. like... Pulp uh, Fiction movie. is a real big one. Yeah. Yeah, The King's Feet, Shakespeare in Love. And Glorious uh, Bastards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has he has Nutty Professor. I didn't know that. He has a couple big ones. A lot. Of, well, he has a lot of big ones. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he produced like two hundred and something movies, three hundred and twenty five producing credits. I think I want to say he has either the most or um, some of the most amount of Oscars in his movies, and so that's why they're uh, Oscar winning actors and actresses. actresses. So that's why everyone wanted to work with him because he was the biggest and the bestest in the biz. So just recently, he finally got busted. They finally took him down and he is in jail. He was sentenced to prison. Prison, sorry. Hard prison. Hard prison time. Yeah. So he was sentenced to, I believe it was like 23 or 26 years. Um, that's, That's what he got. Uh, the rumor and the conspiracy is that he got longer, but he took a plea deal and he gave a bunch of names. Um, whether or not that's true. It's a 23 year Princeton sentence. 23 years. Yeah. So I think he'll be, he'll be like 85 or 90 by the time he gets out. Um, and that leads us to this point. Uh, a news article came out that Harvey Weinstein, tested positive for COVID-19. Tell me how the hell one of the first prisoners in the U.S. to come down with the coronavirus is Harvey Weinstein. We need a test dummy. Why not give it to the the most hated man in America right now? No, but in all honesty, that is a great point. Like, it is weird because... I feel like prisoners, well, I don't feel like they should be isolated from, you know, especially somebody that has like a, a um, he's not an idol, but he is a, a known person. He was an idol. To some, he still is an idol because some people still don't believe that he did what he did. Yeah. And he doesn't believe that he did what he did. And Which is sad. But it's, uh, so he shouldn't be like with the gin pop. He should be in some type of isolation. Uh, and the fact that he came down with covid and uh it's it's kind of crazy like it's weird it's like it makes you believe makes you want to believe that he was given it yeah and so this says right here harvey weinstein has tested positive for the coronavirus inside a new york state prison according to a state source with knowledge of the matter uh the positive test came back sunday um at the Windy Correctional Facility where Weinstein is being held roughly 30 miles outside of Niagara Falls. Um, and then it says here that routers, or correctional officers also told routers that Weinstein had tested positive and that several prison employees had been quarantined as well. You know what sticks out to me there? Even if you're rich, you still go to a nice prison outside Niagara Falls. Yeah. Imagine, well, like, no, imagine- no. Don't think for a second he wasn't living it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, think, like, imagine, like, waking up, looking out your out your cell window at the beautiful Niagara Falls coming down, and being like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't so bad. I'm getting three meals a day, and I get to look at Niagara Falls and sleep to this bitch every night. Yeah. So, I think, and also, I don't know if you if you know that whenever he was going through his trial, 
he tried to do the whole Bill Cosby thing. Like he showed up with a Walker in the, the courtroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor Bill Cosby. RIP. <laughs> no, he deserved every bit of it anyway. Uh, so he tried to do the, the whole thing where he showed up with a Walker and tried to get sympathy in the courtroom and it didn't work for him. Apparently he had a back surgery at that time that failed to correct whatever was going on or whatever. Um, and now he's sick with the coronavirus. I think he's going to die of it. You think he's going to be the first, uh, like, uh, celebrity in the U.S. to die of the coronavirus? Are you calling it right I here? He is. Is this, I think he is. Is this a No Secrets exclusive? No Secrets exclusive. I think he's going to die of it. Ooh, you heard it here first. Blake has called it. Watch him, watch him like, make a full recovery. Even the, well, the, the official story will be that he died of it. But I think it'll it'll be another Epstein thing because you know he was he was friends with Epstein, um, you know he was with that circle of people, so yeah. I, I think he was he was infected with it, um, and I think he's gonna die of it officially. Die of it. Maybe he. But if he actually dies, or maybe he got it from Epstein before, and it just lay dormant for a while. Maybe maybe it was yeah. a it's like a, a special pedophile strain of the virus. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. I, wait, no, Epstein was a pedophile too. Never mind. The, um, <laughs> the Weinstein wasn't, he wasn't a pedophile. He was just a predator. Just a traffic. Yeah, he was a trafficker. But, I no, mean, a predator. He didn't, he didn't traffic women. He just, he took advantage of them in order to advance their career. No, no, that was Weinstein. Ep no, yes. Epstein was a trafficker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Epstein was a okay. trafficker. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the last article you sent me, which I also want to touch on, um, it's about China burning infected bodies. I had no idea China was burning infected bodies. Um, one thing though I did know that was uh, Iran. It was either Iran. I want to say it was Iran or Afghanistan. One of those. Don't quote me on the name though. But for sure, one of those places was um do you know how remember the holocaust just threw bodies in like a big burial mm -hmm. one of those countries doing the same thing with their victims so that's what that's what the conspiracy about china is so here's the thing about china the, the government right yeah. they control everything and all the information that comes out of china officially so even stuff that comes out that may be good is probably just propaganda to prop them up and to make their image look good. So whenever this happened, they tried to cover it up. Um, officially, they weren't reporting the people that were dying of pneumonia. They were only reporting people that died strictly of the virus. So their numbers initially were um, they weren't correct. So they, they tried to cover it up, killed the whistleblower, then didn't report the correct numbers. So their numbers are way higher than the official numbers, right? Um, and this, the article that I sent you uh, is titled, Coronavirus Death Smog is China Burning Thousands of Infected Bodies. So I found this, um, a huge internet nerd, whether this is true or not, um, found a heat map of China, uh, it says data from windy.com shows a massive release of sulfur dioxide gas from the outskirts of Wuhan, commonly associated with the burning of organic matters. Levels are elevated even compared with the rest of China. So the idea is that in order to hide their actual death counts, China was burning piles and piles of bodies, uh, which in turn set this, this anomaly off. Which is insane to think like to have the like the gonads, 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 gonads to to burn like balls of steel. Yeah, <laughs> to, to go and burn like a body, like that family can't bury them or uh, cremate and have the ashes or whatever the case is. We have to realize China doesn't give a shit about human people. Like, they don't care, right? So they controlled this thing by welding people inside their buildings. Did you know about that? 
I didn't know about that actually. So in order to, there was a, a one building that had um, confirmed cases and they welded the doors shut so that they were forced to stay inside. Which is like mind blowing. Like, yeah. Can you imagine what would happen in America if that happened? If it came like the let's like crazy something like you know Norfolk, Virginia's fire department welded doors together to prevent coronavirus from spreading. Like, can you imagine like the hate, the the backlash that like people keep talking about a revolution in our country? Like that would cause a revolution if like our government, our city officials started to do something like that. Well, yeah, and then think about also the fact that China's citizens don't have guns either. So they have no way to defend themselves. Are you saying you're pro-gun, Blake? I'm sorry. There's an an auto-playing advertisement that I had to stop. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm all about protecting yourself. Wait, what what kind of advertisement? I got to make sure I send them an invoice. It's uh, actually my bank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to – I have another link that I'm going to send you real quick. That's since we're on the subject of um, of China's death numbers and what they're not correctly reporting. Um, okay. So this one, just to kind of get into it real quick, um, 21 million cell phone accounts in China were canceled along with 840,000 landlines. So this massive closure of cell phones and uh, landlines is another conspiracy that millions of people died from coronavirus and not the official 30-something hundred that they reported. Yeah, so, wow. 21 million cell phone counts in China and then 840 landlines. So eight hundred forty thousand. Yeah, eight hundred forty thousand. Excuse me. The um, that's that's a huge. Those are huge numbers. Yeah. Like that. How how many people live in China? Do you know? Let's see. I'll look at it real quick. Because the, depending on how many people live in China, that that could be like a third of the population or a fourth of. the 1.38 billion. So that's like that's yeah. Not, this that's says popular. as of 2020, this says 1.4, 1.437 billion as of March so, 20th, 2020. So 21 million is probably like a tenth of it or something. So 21 million, yeah, 21 million cancer. That's can you imagine a tenth of the population just dying? Yeah, and that's that's deaths. So that means that. A billion people, if we go by um, if we go by the the death rate, that means over a billion people got it, and then twenty one yeah. million died. Yeah, that is that's outrageous. That's that. I mean, these are numbers that we're like guessing. Could like, you you do say that was confirmed? No, no. This is like we're guessing because it's cell phone counts that were canceled, so we're guessing that these people have died, but. Well, no, actually, we don't. We don't know. It's just a. It's just an. Yeah. It's an anomaly that this many cell phones, uh, cell phone plans and landlines were closed at once. So they're no longer active. You know that it could be. It could be a tons of tons of things. Like it could be. Um, you know, they could be bought. Uh, bought accounts like robot accounts. They could yeah. be. It could be a number of things, but it, it the timing of it makes it really weird, and the fact that. China hides information or the true information. Um, the timing of it all and just kind of the package deal leads me to believe that their death toll is a lot higher than what was officially reported. You know, I think our audience, Blake, is going to like start assuming whenever you come on, we're going to hear about some kind of conspiracy theory. They're going to like, <laughs> they're going to like, <laughs> you know, they're gonna like associate you with that picture of that guy that's like that's always ho- like whose hair looks like he just got fried and he's like the aliens are real. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's about to like uh, picture you as <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be like saying something that's like you know they're like the coronavirus like I started in my basement or something like 
<laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get that crazy. And there, I I look at all of the stuff, but you know, I don't. I don't consider myself, you know, a part of any political party or anything like that. I like to look at both sides and try to understand where the bullshit's coming from, and try to see through that as much as possible and as best as I can um, to try to figure out the the truth. You know what I mean? And, you know, this, you can't prove that or really nothing from China you can prove is one way or the other. You just have to assume that it's worse than what's official. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree and understand. Uh, so I think we should be wrapping up. You had, uh, you want to say anything? You want to plug something, Blake? Wash your hands. Stay inside. And don't get the coronavirus. And if you do, you're going to be okay. Uh, so real quick, Christina just whispered. Uh, say that one more time. How do you feel about the grocery stores being empty? <laughs> and no toilet paper. She wants to know how do you feel about that? So uh, it, it pisses me off. Um, <laughs> the other day specifically, I spent two hours probably. Um, hour and a half, two hours, I would say, driving around looking for toilet paper. I went to five different places before I finally found some. And when I finally – go ahead. I'm just going to tell you uh, a little – I'm going to tell you and our audience just something about how to properly find stuff during this whole thing. Okay. So I went to uh, – let's see. At first I went to Target. Then I went to Walgreens. Then I went to Kroger. Then I went to Aldi. Nobody had any kind of paper product, like toilet paper, paper towels, anything like that. Um, Target, I think, did have tissues, but that was it. They had like the cheap kind, the cheap tissues. Yeah. Um, and then like the shelves were clear. It looked like they were just setting like new planograms or something. The walls wow. were, they were completely empty. Yeah, it was nothing there. Um, and then I went to... The last place I went, believe it or not, was Walmart. And at this point, Walmart actually started rationing them out, which is sad to begin with, right? Yeah. Having to, to ration out stuff to your to your customers. And most stores now, I don't know how it is in, in Illinois, but uh, you can buy, it's like two to four cans of, of uh, canned food. You can buy one pack of toilet paper, um, one pack of paper towels, stuff like that. So. They're rationing out the food also? Yeah, canned food. Because oh, people are... Said Christina said they're rationing out the canned food here too. I guess I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't notice Yeah, that. Yeah, I think at, at Aldi, um, when I went, it was four cans. And then I want to say at Walmart, it was two cans of each thing. So I, um, I, uh, I, I think I figured out the way to properly get what you need during the day. So the key is you have to go, you have to go, oh, well, I guess it sucks now because I was going when people were at work mm -hmm. uh, in Illinois, like works are shutting, nearly all the jobs are shutting down, but I don't think has, Texas hasn't shut down yet. Has it? No, we have some, uh, some places that have curfews. Um, but for the most part, no, it's, it's not shut down yet. So what you have to do is you have to go when people are at work. So like the Monday through Friday, like the good time, the best times in my opinion to go are like that 10 to one range or 10 to like noon range because people are at work and they can stock the shelves a little bit because I popped in Target and found like a three pack of Clorox wipes. And then I went to the dollar store and I found a bunch of toilet paper. And I think that's about the best time to go shopping because every time I've gone, like around those times, I found something that I need. Like mm -hmm. one store might not have it, but I'm finding it like af after I've traveled to a couple stores, I find it like what I need. Yeah. So I think that's the best time for all 23 of you listeners. <laughs> I think the whole thing is, you know, you need to be prepared, but how long do you really think you're going to be stuck inside your house? To have to hoard toilet paper exactly you know what i mean like you you can conserve um but you realize you have to realize that you're just hurting other people when you do that 
There, um, I know for sure I said this. There's an ESPN personality, and he went to like CVS or Walgreens, and this older couple uh, was like they needed toilet paper, and he actually brought them to his home to like give them toilet paper. And he said he wasn't hoarding it or anything. And then I just read something on Twitter. I even retweeted it that uh, this old lady was in line and the cashier was like, did you find everything? She's like, no, I needed a loaf of bread. And this 20-year-old was like, um, oh, well, ma'am, here, you can have this loaf. And if you see anything else in my cart, feel free to take it. Yeah, so, I did see that. Yeah. And so there's uh, there's things there as as shitty of the world is right now, there's still good people out there. Yeah, and I do want to say, too, that <laughs> after all this time, Thanos may have actually been right. That's funny you said that. I made a comment about that to Christina <laughs> the other day. The, um, but, yeah, no, it's funny. Because it's ah, – what did I – I said something like, you know, all these people are dying, but, we're like, now we're seeing, like, these beautiful skies and yeah. there's some places where you know Venice, you can, Italy. Venice, yeah. Italy, the, the water is clearing up and you can start you know to what? you can see the bottom. For this uh this week on Instagram I posted a picture I took outside. Like I walked outside as a sunset and it's probably the most beautiful picture I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. And the sky just looks yeah. so pretty. And and people are starting to come together too. Yeah. Um <laughs> you know it's 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 a really you know it's a shitty time but there is a little bit of silver lining. And the thing is, we have to work to keep that going, right? So whenever this is over and these people are out of their homes, you know, let's let's keep the world beautiful. It's crazy. Like, what if there is a guy named Thanos and he didn't snap his fingers? He just started a plague. He just started an well, pandemic. Well, I think the world actually ended in 2012 whenever they said it was going to. Because if you think about it, everything's been shitty since 2012. Changed my mind. That'll be another podcast. <laughs> if, if the podcast the podcast will be like why everything's better since 2012. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, like you said, everybody, wash your hands. Uh, use don't hoard toilet paper. paper. Don't hoard to- Yeah, don't hoard that shit paper. And um, don't get Corona. Uh, anything you want to plug though? Twitter, Instagram. No, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. All right. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want if you want to find me, um, I think it's I don't you know what I don't need, just link it in the description because I don't even know my handles. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll link it in the description. Watch, watch, you shoot up twenty two followers or twenty two yeah. because you're the twenty third. Right. I'll probably lose followers. Yeah, <laughs> they're like fuck. I was following them. Fuck this. <laughs> um. Well, on that note, we are. I'm out of here. Hopefully, Christina will be back next week. If not, then Blake will probably be back again. <laughs> uh, I'll find end- What's that? Yeah, I'll find yeah. <laughs> you want to end it, Blake? Um, you go ahead, and then I'll do the closing thing. Well, I, I did end it. That was it. Like, <laughs> <Okay>. like- <laughs> all right. Okay. No secrets.